0: We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, uh, uh, we're gabbing, we're gabbing, we're uh, gabbing, uh, we're gabbing.
1: Welcome to gabbing, gabbing with Gracie and Heather. How's it going, everybody? So, are you still doing dry January?
0: It turned into damp January. We uh, decided just to stick to Saturday and Sunday.
1: Okay, okay, and we've so it's been good. So, it is not a Saturday or Sunday. So, what are you drinking instead?
0: I actually don't have anything next to me.
1: Not so even water?
0: That goes, not even water.
1: Okay. You're being wild.
0: I am being wild and carefree.
1: Well, I think I've drank this before. I have the Ishara Sauvignon Blanc. So, that's what I have tonight. And that's really delicious. Mm-hmm. So, I would recommend that.
0: I will probably hit you up because I do love some Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Yeah, I know you do. Would you say that's your favorite?
0: It is. I found a sweet spot. It's the Sauvignon Blanc. And in the red, I learned what is it, Cabernet Sauvignon? Is that the right one? I I like that one too. So there's something about the Sauvignons.
1: They're fruity. That has to be it. Yeah. The Cabernet Sauvignon is like, tends to be like raspberry type of, like berry type. delicious all right so do you want to say what we're going to talk about today yes
0: i'm excited we are we about our favorite rom-com
1: yeah and i
0: also have never talked about
1: yeah we have it and i'm sure i'm sure we have to have one that overlaps we'll have to wait and see i'm really curious to see what your favorite one is i feel like you might know my favorite one when i mention it but I don't know if you would have thought that it was a rom-com. Because oh. I had to be like, is this a rom-com? And then I was like, yeah, this is totally a rom-com.
0: I did look at lists. I was surprised that what we were considered.
1: Yeah, because some of them, we can get into that. Some of them, I was like, these seem like they're too serious. Like, I would have thought they were more like a romantic drama or exactly. something else. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And you go first,
1: because I feel uh, like I always go first. Okay, so let me see. So my oldest one, so we're doing the top five because there's so many. Uh, So my oldest one would be going back to 1987, I think. Let me make sure there's none that are older. Yep, 1987, The Princess Bride. (gasps) Did you ever watch
0: that? Oh, Hello, who hasn't seen that?
1: (laughs) Well, in case there's people that haven't. I'll give a little summary. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love.
0: That one is a cult classic.
1: It is. That's another thing we should discuss is cult classics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I have, a little, I have a little whiner in the background here. Lila. If anybody hears any whimpering it's a certain dog that even though she ate dinner she wants more treats
0: (laughs) give me give me more food for
1: the the princess bride it's just it goes back to like what we were talking about with a christmas story there's that nostalgia of like i can remember being at my grandmother's watching the princess bride with like all my cousins and friends as a kid like all of us laying on the the old green shag carpet (laughs) and hanging out and watching the princess bride and then just like randomly quoting it to each other while playing in the backyard and stuff like that. So and there's like it's As got like the star, wish. yeah, As you wish, and like throwing yourself down a hill, <laughs> like how we <laughs> didn't hurt ourselves.
0: That I would never do.
1: Or like pretending to do the sword fighting with yeah, Andy with six so, hands.
0: What well, I me mean with six hands with six fingers?
1: Yeah, the six fingered man. So yeah, it just re- it reminds me of my childhood. It's like you're. You're very traditional. Like everybody wants to be a princess, so you 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 want to be Princess Buttercup. I know, and it's just
0: flowing hair. Yeah, Mm.
1: and it's just got some like great stars in it, like Robin Wright and uh, Mandy Patinkin, who I mentioned. Fred Savage as a little boy. Andre the Giant.
0: Oh, R.I.P. Billy Crystal. R.I.P.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. But there is just like, yeah, a ton of different wonderful people in it. I love everything about, well, I shouldn't say I love everything about. I love the way this movie makes me feel. I mean, there's some things that I could be critical of. But looking back at it now, like, I wish Buttercup would have kind of saved herself a little bit more. (laughs) But
0: it's just those typical fairy tale stories. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's got, I'm glad you said that because it has like a great story about the book. So this is actually based on a book and the author of the book, he would, he wrote it for his daughters. And if I'm remembering the story correctly, he was like, what kind of story do you want me to write? And the one daughter said, I want a princess story. And the other daughter said, I want a pirate story. So he merged them into one story for them.
0: No wonder it's all over the place. <laughs>
1: Oh, Wallace Shawn is in this. There's just so many great people.
0: They had a great cast. Yeah, they really did, and it probably made—and I may be wrong uh, here—made the careers for Robin Wright Penn and others.
1: Yeah, because some of them are quite young.
0: Robin Wright Penn was in a soap opera called Santa Barbara.
1: Of course she was.
0: Yeah, that seems about right, right?
1: Oh, Christopher Guest. Oh, yeah, I was love a
0: ton of people in this movie.
1: Who and the, the pirate who, himself.
0: Who the director. Rob Reiner. That would make sense.
1: And the author he would. I the author of the book I should have said his name was William Goldman. And how I do you started. say his name Carrie Carrie you,
0: Ells? 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 I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, Carrie. British.
1: We love you. Yes. He was actually we do. recently, maybe last year, in another rom-com. I forget what it's called with Brooke Shields where he
0: Yes. You know what I'm talking? A rom-com, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, oh, let me see what it's called. I
0: think it was on Netflix, wasn't it?
1: A Castle for Christmas. There probably. you go. And I enjoyed that movie. So he's still doing stuff.
0: Keep it coming, Carrie. Keep it yeah, coming.
1: Yeah, we love you.
0: We do. You'll forever be in our heart as, I can't remember his name in the movie.
1: <laughs> Wesley or the <laughs> Dread Pirate. Is it the Dread Pirate Roberts?
0: All of that. I cannot remember the poor guy's name.
1: We're too busy loving you.
0: Exactly. We don't need names.
1: I think it's the Dread Pirate Roberts is like I other. think you are absolutely right. So what is your oldest one? Did you figure it out yet?
0: Yes, I wrote apologies for that. Um, Sleep is in Seattle in 1993. Okay. A classic. It is a classic. The summary after the death of his wife, Sam Ball radio program to find a new wife for his father. Annie Reed, a reporter in Baltimore, hears Sam speak and falls for him, even though she is engaged. Unsure what she writes Sam asking him to meet her at the thing on Valentine, which I believe is a nod to an older movie, but I cannot remember.
1: Oh, I'm about to tell you. It's an affair to remember.
0: There you go, because they talk about it in the movie Sleepless in yes. Seattle. And I love this movie. I think this is the movie that got me hooked on rom-coms, and it was like the era, of rom- like the golden, or at least back then when I was about... Possibly having your soulmate be in a city, state, country, far away from you. Being able to have that connection when you find them immediately. Like, you know that that person's the one. I was very much in love with the idea of falling in love. So Um, all of these kinds of stories got to me. Yeah. And the fact that eventually they, you know, meet in New York City, my city was like the
1: icing. Yeah. And affair fair to remember, I used to own it. I was trying to find the DVD this weekend. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, because I was like, I was trying to think about, because I thought about Sleepless in Seattle for a rom-com. Because I feel like that's classic. And I feel like that might be the first Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-com.
0: I believe The first it of is. several? I, uh, I only know of two. Maybe I'm okay. missing one.
1: Maybe I'm just putting them together because I love them together so much.
0: They're, they are great. They are great together. Yeah. That's the
1: thing. But yeah, but then it goes back to that affair to remember, which I was like, would that be considered a rom com? And they do consider it a rom com. Okay. But I feel like that's much more serious because have you haven't seen it at all, right?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Okay. I don't think I, I guess, have at all. I mean, a lot of it is pretty lighthearted. But the end is is kind of serious, so I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But that was one that I was surprised. If you have
0: seen Sleepless in Seattle, then you are ruined, you are spoiled, because they talk about it. It's a huge discussion.
1: Yeah, actually, so yeah, Rita.
0: I cannot remember her last name, but Tom Hanks's actual wife, real life wife, and Tom Hanks and some guy that she's with. So it's it's Brian. They talk about it.
1: yeah, so you, so you know, like, why they don't end up meeting up at the Empire State Building and i fair to remember. Do you remember that? Because, yeah, I guess they do talk about it in Sleepless in Seattle.
0: They do. That I remember very, very well.
1: Yeah, so that's a very sad part of that movie that I was like, oh, okay, they're considering this a rom-com? Sure. I wouldn't have thought about it like that. That, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I to- I to- How about you? What's next?
1: So, this you? is actually perfect. Because I'm going to transition into another Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. It's my next one in The Order is 1998, You've Got Mail.
0: Yes, girl. If we had done this as your top five, starting with number one, that is my number one. That is the movie I rewatched this weekend. I tried to. That movie.
1: What was it on? Because I was looking for it.
0: I had to pay for it. $3.99 rental girl on Google Play. Okay. (laughs) Or Google TV. (laughs) I I have the DVD, but I didn't feel like hooking it up.
1: Ah, I feel you. Yeah, so if there's anyone in the world that hasn't seen this movie, it is super bookstore magnet Joe Fox, played by Tom Hanks. An independent bookshop owner, Kathleen Kelly, Meg Ryan, Fall in love in this autonomy of the internet, both blissfully unaware that he's trying to put her out of business. And this, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, is a remake, or it's like strongly inspired by the 1940 movie Shop Around the Corner, which I also love and would recommend seeing.
0: I knew that it was based off of another movie. I have not seen it but I should get my act together and watch it. Is that considered a rom-com?
1: It is. And it's this, the setup for that is two employees at a gift shop can barely stand each other without realizing that they are falling in love through the post as each other's anonymous pen pal. So they're going to the post office and they're writing to this pen pal.
0: I remember that part. Yeah. It being based off of people exchanging letters. Yeah. What's interesting is that they do give a nod to it in a way. Well, the Shop Around the Corner, you know, the, mm-hmm. the mom and the grandfather to Tom Hanks exchanged letters.
1: That's right.
0: And she is the owner of Shop Around the Corner. So that's perfect. perfect. Anything I, else about this movie that you absolutely loved? I want to see if you felt the same way.
1: So I love, obviously, I love that it involves books <laughs> and bookstores. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. The cast, I, I love. Uh, there is something about the ends when they're in Riverside Park. I think it's Riverside Park, right? That they it meet is. up at the end. It is. I just love that scene. Just the beauty of the park there. It just makes me so happy. I love you some of the their things happiness. They, yeah. I love some of the things that they talk about, like how she talks about like New York in the fall and like it the is. smell of pencils and things like that.
0: It's, a, it's obviously a love story between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's character falling in love, but it's also a love story to New York. And I think that that's yeah. why I love this side. I love the Upper West Side. Me too. As you said, they end in Riverside Park. When I was growing up, my mom used to take my sister and I on the weekend Saturday to Riverside Park on 86th Street. They had sprinklers there. She was sister because my mom After coming here from the Dominican Republic, she lived in Chelsea with my grandmother. And then they moved up to that area. That area was previously predominantly, I don't want to say predominantly, but there were a lot of Dominicans there. So after even moving up here to Washington Heights Inwood, she would still take us down to that area. So that area holds a special place for me, definitely. I think I I love this movie. and You've got male, it's nostalgic, obviously. Yeah. these young people won't ever understand what it is to have to wait for things. You have to wait to connect to the internet, and hope that the line isn't busy. <laughs> we used to get busy signals all the time.
1: That's very true. You were very limited, so like you only had access for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And there's and you have to reminding pay for me. that service. Your, yeah. Your,
0: excuse me. Your e. Now it's free.
1: Yeah. It was. It wasn't cheap. It was. I feel like we paid like $20, yeah, $20 a month for AOL. Yes. But there was, you're you're reminding me of certain things too. Like there's talking kind of like to strangers too, that there's just something freeing about that. Like I remember I connected with a cousin of mine that I had never met just because like we, it was part of a, he was part of a family that we just weren't in communication anymore. And like, we would talk about how excited we would be if we like came home from work and there would be, like, an email from each other. <laughs> That's the it was just so doing. exciting. You're like, oh, what are they going to say now? Where now it's like we're just so used to, like, instant, instantly being able to talk to anybody and stuff.
0: Instant gratification. Yeah.
1: Zero and, patience. Yeah. And I feel like working at a little independent bookshop, like they did was like my dream come true as a yes. child.
0: Yes. Didn't you feel, well, I've even up to this day, I feel like I need to open a store and I want it to look just yes. like that. Just yeah. Like that. Cause it was <sighs> the perfect setup and a mm-hmm. children's bookstore at that. There's something about having a children's store, a bookstore in general would be great, but the young children loving to read books. is just a wonderful yeah. thing to me.
1: And I brought up like really good, good issues around like, how all these big stores are coming in and changing the way that the shops in New York are and, and how well, the communities are and stuff like, there's not really other than strand. Is there any independent bookstores left? Well,
0: now, you know, the big, big stores are, are going down the drain because of the internet, the Barnes yeah. and Nobles on 14th street, like union square, I think it's still there in the upper West side is still there, but there was one on 66. No longer there. Now it's ABC News. So it's like there's been news, it's just no longer there. Strand is still around, surprisingly. Yeah.
1: Well, that's like an institution, but is that going to be able to survive? Very good question. Yeah. But like, I even remember there was like more bookstores than Strand when I was living in New York and they were all shutting down because of Barnes and Noble and Borders. Like they just couldn't compete.
0: Yeah. Well, but but now Borders is non-existent and Barnes and Noble's had a close-up shop for some stores. So they're, you know, getting their just deserves.
1: I love that you said that it's a love story with New York because it really is. It's making me really miss being in the city right now. Like just oh, walking
0: girl, around. Girl, it's so. cold. You don't want to walk around now. It's cold.
1: <laughs> but even I will say, even maybe it's a little too cold now. But even like when it was cold, like leading up to the holidays, I used to just love to walk around outside because there was just something in the air. There was like a smell, yes. a feeling in the air. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the all the lights.
0: Just like there's something about New York City in the fall.
1: To mm-hmm. be honest,
0: like as you say, leading up to the holidays, because it is a special time of the year. It's when people get together and something. So, when you're mm-hmm. leading into something like that you can't help but having that excitement, anticipation that things are just going to get popping. You're going to have a good time with family and friends. And then once New Year's Day comes, you're like, oh,
1: you know, and you're just it's cold,
0: dreary, cold.
1: There's Dark. snow, there's
0: rain. And then there's just the hope that spring will come soon, and it never seems to come soon.
1: But that's God when you have why. to go to the Empire State Building, bundle up because it's cold and windy as hell up there.
0: With the nice, ch-
1: yeah, a get cup some of ch- hot, chocolate. hot chocolate. yeah. You could at nighttime. You can actually go up there with hot chocolate because you're not waiting in line like you are during the day. But then you just go up and you see all those lights, and there's something about light.
0: And New York City is amazing in the evening. So we both yeah, got super nostalgic.
1: <laughs> it's such a great, it's a great city and a great it is movie it is. to is. remind you how much you love.
0: And of course, we both city. love it. It was my number two, actually. Number, let me. Okay, came out in ninety nine, April nineteen. 19- okay. never been kissed.
1: Oh yeah, with another huge rom com person,
0: Drew Barrymore. Yes. Now, the Josie Geller, a baby faced must pose as a student at her former high to research contemporary teenage culture with the help of her brother, Rob. Josie infiltrates the the most popular clique on campus, but she hits a major snag in her investigation, not to mention her own failed love when she falls for her dreamy Sam Coulson
1: which that is a bit awkward, but I it like is. that they, they do have him struggle. Like he understands that this is not appropriate, what I'm feeling. Exactly.
0: When you really delve into it, you're like, ew, you're yeah. your student. You should not be attracted to her any which way possible. But we as the audience know the truth. And it's like, come on, Josie, come on, Sam, yeah. get together already. Yeah, because she's, is she 25? No, I don't know. Th- I think she, she has to be older than copy- well, junior copywriter. And then you have her brother, who somehow is part of the school. Like, how did he register in the school? Like, you you just gotta like, yeah, you know, suspension.
1: She's twenty five.
0: Okay, there you go. Suspension of disbelief, people. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta ignore things. But that was on my list. It it wasn't at the top of my list.
1: People love that movie.
0: I think, I think also because, you know, I've found the in hot
1: Michael yes.
0: Garner, like the looking guy. He, he, I think after that, he winded up being an alias with Jennifer Garner.
1: Okay. Like, yeah. the like love interest. And that Which was just peop- like. Mm-hmm. People love him in that.
0: He was great in that. I mean, I, yeah. I think everyone was great in that show. That was a really good show. I saw it from beginning to end.
1: I don't think I ever watched it.
0: Maybe you should put it on your list.
1: But a lot Not of people now. I know watched it. Yeah, I should. There's some really good things about this movie that, besides the, like, just comic rom-com.
0: You know, I often, when I think of Never Been Kissed, I also think about, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. That's so fetch. With
1: Lindsay Lohan. Um, Mean Girls.
0: Mean Girls for season. I don't know why.
1: Probably because. The fashion?
0: The attitude?
1: Probably, but also the the bullying and the vulnerability there you
0: go, there you go. yeah
1: because yeah. Drew Barrymore's character is very vulnerable in this and then there's that like kind of she is I don't know if she's like her best friend in the high school but she's somebody that that the woman who like fr- befriends her I'm trying to see if I can find her name I don't know but she's kind of like the artsy
0: Lily so Aldis or Aldis
1: okay. They have like a a heart to heart about how things are going to get better and people might pick on her now, but she just needs to hang on there and stuff like that. So they address that, which is really nice.
0: I I see that there are two people listed here, supposedly in the movie, James Franco and Octavia Spencer. Now I feel like I have to find this and watch it.
1: What? Who are they in it?
0: I have no idea, but I need to find
1: out. Actually, I kind of want. Williams was in it. Yeah, Octavia I want to rewatch the. Yeah,
0: Octavia Spencer played a character named Cynthia. Where is James Franco? J- Jeremy Jordan. Jesus Christ, it's just completely unbelievable to me. It gets so surprising. John C. Riley was in this. Did Gary he work Marshall. at the newspaper? Gary Probably Marshall walks Gus. at the
1: newspaper.
0: His name yeah. was Gus. Okay, well, I think you know what people. Heather and I are going to rewatch this. Yeah,
1: we're going to have to rewatch it. I think that Gary Marshall and John C. Riley were her bosses, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering.
0: What is your number three, Oops. AKA number three?
1: Okay, so my next one is 2001. And this is probably my favorite movie of all time across genres. Okay. I feel like you probably at least have heard me talk about it.
0: I'm waiting.
1: It is the French movie Amelie.
0: Oh my God! No, I did not know you were going there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have seen this movie easily over 200 times.
0: I believe that you have mentioned that you love this movie. <laughs> I do believe that you have mentioned it.
1: I might numerous watch it tonight.
0: times, and. I don't know why. Obviously, it's not on my radar, but I have seen it, and I did love it. I really did. It was a great movie. So I completely understand you. Let's tell everyone what it's about.
1: Yeah. So Amelie Poulin is an innocent and naive girl in Paris with her own sense of justice. She decides to help those around her and along the way discovers love. And you know who introduced me to this movie is Mike Jones of the Pop Trash podcast,
0: Good job, Mike Jones. So
1: apparently he's introduced me to several movies because I talked about how uh, he made me watch Blue Velvet on a different episode. Say that a lot of the movies that Audrey Tateau, who is the French actress that plays Amelie is in, are would also be up here in really good rom-coms. So don't forget about the French movies and and movies from other countries as well. I love so much about this movie. Like, I love the storyline as far as, like, the actual romance because what happens is Amelie is wandering around the city and at the station she she bumps into this, like, guy – when she's I think she's rushing to grab the train or something like that I can't remember I've seen this movie over 200 times but I can't remember but she bumps into this guy (laughs) and they they see they like look at each other and like they instantly like have this connection but then she has he has to run away um because he's trying to he's trying to run after this guy I won't get into it so she doesn't get to know who he is but he leaves behind this notebook that has all of these pictures like ripped up pictures from those like machines where people go to get their photos taken like the photo booths and she's so curious about why he has like this notebook filled with all of these pictures and stuff like that so she ends up having this little adventure where she puts up signs to try to like figure out who this guy is and she takes him all around the city um because he's trying to get his his photos back and stuff and you this just kind of get you
0: you must yeah. go to Paris
1: yeah because this I would also say this is a love story with Paris because I like know. you get to go all over the city and stuff as they're they're on this adventure separate but together it's just like a great little
0: I'm I'm gonna have to love watch story. this again I think I've yeah. seen it only once I remember liking it a lot I thought it was great
1: yeah it's very whimsical curious. Like it's whimsical, it has beautiful music, They use the cinematography is really cool, the fashion is great, like all the little side stories are fantastic, because Amelie is like a waitress at this little restaurant, and so you get to meet all the people that work at the restaurant and the regulars that hang out there and stuff, and they, as they introduce a character, they always, they go through things that that character really likes and what they really hate and stuff like that. So, one's uh, getting an
0: education, not just about the city, but about people.
1: Yeah. So it's, and there's like a whole thing where there's a gnome, like a Amelie's mother, uh, Doesn't like to go on adventures and stuff like that, and she's trying to get him. You're not remembering this at all. You should no, see your face. Oh no, yeah. I, I
0: <laughs> do see my face? Wow. I really need to go back and watch this.
1: So yeah, the father he kind of reminds me of my father in a lot of ways, but he doesn't like to really go anywhere. He's very kind of like set in his ways. He's a retired military doctor and stuff. And uh, so she goes to his house and she steals this gnome, like his gnome disappears. And she has this uh, flight attendant that she knows take the gnome all over the world and take pictures with the gnome and mail the pictures back to the father. And so he just starts getting, like, all these pictures of his gnome that went missing in, like, like Russia and Italy and, like, all these places all over the world. And he is, like, what is going on? And it's to get him to try to, like, realize he needs to start living his life before it's too late.
0: I do have to watch this yeah. movie again.
1: But, yeah, and I actually have, you know me, I tend to be very, like, internal where I don't like to interact a whole lot with people and stuff. and and go places. So there's this like saying in the movie that I think it translates to uh, without the emotions of yesterday, there's no tomorrow. And it, I actually had this saying on my wall in my bedroom to remind me that I need to go out and be in the world and experience like emotions and like live life. Cause otherwise I could be like stuck in my head or stuck in a book
0: it's a harsh world out there.
1: So it is. It is. It.
0: Sometimes you feel as though you have yeah. to be mm-hmm. quiet and observe. But yeah. Sometimes you do have to speak up.
1: There's a lot of relatable things in it. And that's why you're, you love the movie yeah. so much. I just love everything about it. Like, I love the narrator.
0: It gives you bravery. Like, seeing can do that. And that's why you have that saying.
1: Or it's like... Um, I guess depending on the situation, it could be bravery, but it, it reminds you that you have like, things are worth like doing, like it's, it's worth going outside of your comfort zone. Like I actually just saw a TikTok where somebody was on one of the talk shows and they were quoting a movie that they just saw where somebody was talking about, like, you don't want to be in a situation where you feel completely comfortable. You want to be just outside of your comfort level because that's where you're going to do creative things. That's where you're gonna do like wild things that you don't expect yourself to be able to do. But like when you put yourself slightly you, out of your comfort you zone, you won't
0: grow as an yeah. individual if you're yeah. perpetually feeling safe. Yeah.
1: So this movie reminds me of that because Amelie's in like this routine of her life where she's she's by herself. She has like her work people that she's around. She has the glass man who lives next door. Uh, And he's another great character because he has like this disease that he can't really go out and live in the world because like his bones are so brittle that he'll break himself easily and she's befriends him. And he has to be like, you know, your, your bones aren't brittle like mine. Like you can take the knocks of the world and you can go out there and you can, you can live your life. So he's kind of like a catalyst to like also push her out there to to go past her comfort zone I
0: feel like you know there, there's so many people able-bodied and they don't appreciate yeah kind of and, and and that's just reminding me of that but
1: people need a reminder
0: they do and you know, just walk around yeah when you go to the elevator the elevator be thankful d be thankful that here you have two legs that are functioning two arms that are functioning
1: yeah. It's well, and as you get out in the world, you realize how many people don't have the capability or availability to be able to go out and explore and live and experience things. So if you're able to get out there, go do your thing. Because I could just as easily just hang out on my non-existent couch with my dog. Right, Lila? Everyone, we
0: are very upset with certain <laughs> Company for not being at least informative as they should be. They shall remain nameless, but I'm sure if you.
1: Yeah, I'm not too happy, but someday, someday I'll have a couch again and I'll be able to hang out with my dog. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend Amelie. And it's also not to heart, but it's one of those movies that you can keep watching over and over again because every time you catch new things,
0: those are the best ones yeah just like reading you just mm-hmm. don't realize things so
1: you read, yeah. read again and again and again like I feel like the first couple times you have to you have to like pay attention to the subtitles and stuff unless you happen to speak French so you don't see a lot of the visual stuff because of that and then once you start to be able to pay attention more to the visual there's just so much visually going on in this movie that's incredible yeah just like you I'm going to watch it when we're done. I just decided. (laughs) All right. Go for it.
0: You do that and I will pass out and go.
1: There you go. I don't have to work tomorrow.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Everybody, let's hit it now, at least on my behalf.
1: All right. What is your next one?
0: Nine film, Teen Hill.
1: Okay. I was looking at that one, too. Okay. That's a cute one. You got a lot of old ones.
0: Like I said, the golden age of um, rom-coms. So they got me. They got me good.
1: You got another classic, Julia Roberts. Another. Co- you know, I'm not
0: that keen on any of the Julia Roberts romancing like that. I don't know if I would consider all them rom coms, but
1: this She's one got, really a lot, got me. I think it's just because I love Hugh Grant. It's- and he's another rom com person. Yeah.
0: This one, bookshop owner,
1: who's just a girl sitting. At, what is it? Sitting across from a boy, Sitting in front of a boy, uh, asking
0: there you go. him to ah, uh. and his world does turn
1: yeah
0: he really really uh, needing help I think she was trying to escape the paparazzi I think so it just you know became a romance
1: I feel like like I need to watch
0: it I can't remember much oh my goodness
1: it's a happenstance (laughs) type of thing which is is another really cute rom-com that Audrey Chateau is in happenstance yeah
0: is she is is she in Chocolat with Johnny Depp or am I confused Okay, no, you're, confusing you're confusing her with somebody else. She is
1: in. This is not a rom com, but she's in Coco about Coco Chanel. She plays Coco Chanel, but she's she in like Coco. She's in a bunch, a bunch of French. What would con- be considered rom coms or very whims and very whimsical movies.
0: Okay, that's her, that's her stick then.
1: Yeah, but then she's also in like um, like she was in that movie with Tom Hanks. Was it The Da Vinci Code? I think that was on her only American movie. Not,
0: oh, really? Do not get me started on the Da Vinci.
1: Oh, we learning about each other. Yeah, it was the Da Vinci Code. She plays Sophie. I think that was her only American one.
0: It, it, it ruined her career in America.
1: That's what happened. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm uh, going to go tell you it. why, because
0: that movie sucked. <laughs> wow. And I usually don't talk bad about Tom Hanks movies, right? Because they tend to be good. But this one, I was not feeling... He shouldn't have been in that role. He should not. That's my takeaway. And that has been my
1: takeaway from wow.
0: It should have been Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, I had no idea you felt this way. I really... That's what I love about our talks. Because we we like have known each other for so long. <laughs> and we're learning things.
0: And I have random hate for things. And hate is such a strong word. I have random dislikes. How about that?
1: I- the da Vinci Code, I don't feel anything about it. What movie were we talking about? Notting Hill. Notting Hill. It's, <laughs> it's just about
0: a bookshop owner and a famous movie star falling in love. I think it's sweet. And I think secretly we all would love to fall in love with someone who we have, who's a celebrity that we have a crush on and they fall in love with us.
1: But we don't want a Meghan Markle situation We don't want a
0: Meghan Markle situation. We don't want any type of paparazzi situation. We just want to have a quiet life.
1: We want maybe a Dolly Parton. Her husband stays out of the limelight.
0: Fantastic. There's a lot of people like that. A lot like that.
1: Yeah. So we want that type of situation. Exactly. I have one more left. And I feel like it would be really funny if we both had the same word.
0: (laughs) I'm excited because I feel like this this next one which was my number 2 in reality should be one that you love
1: oh i'm so curious okay so mine is the 2013 Austin
0: no. land no. <laughs> no 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 girl i didn't even think about that cuz again i was thinking golden age but i love fucking Austin land
1: it's such a great movie i have so it. many honorable mentions
0: i'm ready we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll bring up yeah. The words. I mean, the words, the names. Okay, talk yeah. about Austin Land.
1: Uh, so, yeah. So, Austin Land 2013. So, Carrie Fisher plays Jane, who is obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, specifically the 1995 Confirth, because that's right. She's our she's our gra- our gal. Uh, so, she travels to a Jane Austen theme park in search for the perfect gentleman. And y'all, if you have not seen this and you're an Austin fan, you need to go see it. It's Even if you're must. not an Austin fan. It's so good.
0: It's a must. And who's in this movie who has been doing wonderfully lately, winning awards left and right? Jennifer Coolidge.
1: Yeah. Come on, y'all.
0: You got to watch it.
1: Let's do the roll call on this. Carrie Russell. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Jane Seaworth. Yes. Georgia King. Yes. J.J. Field,
0: yes, but keep coming.
1: There's Brad Mackenzie from uh, Flight of the Concords. Uh James Callis from Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Who am I missing? Uh, Ricky, Ricky Whittle. Whittle.
0: People. Ricky Whittle. The f- and he is shirtless, man.
1: or maybe oh, not shirtless. God. He's like shirt torn open.
0: That's good enough. And just for people to know he's also starred in American Gods oh. based off of Neil Beaman. I hope I'm pronouncing his
1: yep. off
0: of his book, which I hope he turns into because he left it open ended, but let's see.
1: I haven't had a chance to watch it yet.
0: It got cancelled, so I stopped watching it. Yay. I got up to uh, I think episode two or three of season two, and I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not, I'm not dedicating my time to something that got cancelled. Yeah. No way.
1: Well, that's annoying. It is. Yeah. I,
0: would, I would have to say my favorite is the credits.
1: <laughs> oh, it's
0: so cotton funny. Hair. They and all sing Hot Here by Nellie, everyone. Old
1: timey clothes. Hot her.
0: It was great. I, I feel like they must have had a great time filming. They must have.
1: Yeah. Well, the chemistry was there with everybody.
0: Oh, my God. indubitably. <laughs> great. Way to show how ridiculously obsessed people can be about Jane Austen and the Regency era.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's just, there's, I feel like even if you weren't a Jane Austen fan, you might just like this movie because it's kind of absurd.
0: It is. It's quirky.
1: Yeah, quirky is a good word for it. And oh man, when those scenes with her and J.J. Field, they're very like chaste, but they're so sweet
0: they are and that's why it's such a great yeah. film and it's it's just it's, I feel with everything set in that era like yeah know, the hand
1: yeah Brett McKenzie is so funny in that movie he and is I feel like this was like um there's like a fight between Brett McKenzie and JJ Fields characters and yes. like that fight scene is so hilarious and I don't I think I learned all this stuff because I watched like the director's commentary and stuff like that. They put this delicate little tiny back tattoo on Brett McKenzie so that it would show during that fight because they just <laughs> thought that would be like hilarious if his character and had like works. a very dainty little tattoo on his back. Was Basically, a tramp stamp. Yeah, because it was in that spot.
0: I gotta watch that. That's like I oh. The thing about You've Got Mail, it always comforted me while I was feeling sick. So I would put on You've Got Mail yes. when I was sick. And Austin Land, I used to watch it when I was feeling the start year as I would with 1995 Pride and Prejudice. That felt homey. And those two me they happened to come a Jane Austen, based on Jane Austen book, and Pride and Prejudice.
1: But also Austin Man, I feel like, it's one of those movies that I'm if I'm sad or in a bad mood, I would be like we so watch this. Because it's
0: so yeah. silly. It's so silly. Yeah. But it's so good silly.
1: Yeah. It's there's silly. just there's so many great scenes, like when uh Georgia King at the end, when they go to leave, and all of a sudden she like has an American accent.
0: <laughs> no, my favorite is when she's hopping around like a bunny. Uh,
1: and yeah. her pirate,
0: her pirate <laughs> what do you call it? The pirate patch. On her freaking face,
1: that was such Jen- a. Good... Oh my god, Jennifer Coolidge is such a fantastic.
0: She is, but you know, roles can be her natural quirky self. Because I saw an interview on Insta where she said she would like to be a dolphin or something like that, and I was like, what the hell? Like she's just out there, dude.
1: She yeah, is out there. She just goes with it. She does, <laughs> but she's just like. And I oh, think are you going to the Darcy it. place too? And then uh, when uh, Carrie Russell's character is like, I me- I memorized the first three chapters in Pride and Prejudice when I was like 13. And Jennifer Coolidge is like, what's that? <laughs> like you're going to Austenland <laughs> and hello. you don't know what Pride and Prejudice is?
0: Okay, the last one it is a 2001 film. Okay. And it is called Serendipity. <gasps>
1: That's another love story for New York.
0: That is another love story about New York. So I guess I have I have a thing. I thought you were going to bring this movie up two times. Really? Was, yes. You said 2001 and I was just like, and then this the last one, I was like, if I could possibly be at the edge of my seat, I, I would.
1: You're so classic rom-com because yes. John Cusack is another classic rom-com yes. guy. Well, yeah. No, say anything. Say
0: anything. Yes.
1: We're holding up our fake boom boxes right
0: now, which to this day people or yeah, let me say people because I don't know who the heck is doing it, but they still do it.
1: Oh yeah, there's a pizza commercial right now where it's somebody holding up a pizza. Yes, Domino's
0: girl. Who knows something. Um, This movie, the summary, is a couple search for each other years after the first night they met, fell in love and separated, convinced that one day they'd end up together. And what I love about this is it's about fate. Yeah. You know, they they meet in Bloomingdale's. If I'm and if it's not Bloomingdale's, it's
1: something like that. They're buying gloves, right? They're
0: buying gloves. They grab the last pair of gloves one holds one at each other, which is something that I personally don't think I would. Do. Well, who knows? Would I start talking to a random stranger and just go about the city? I
1: don't you know. would start talking to him. I don't know if you'd go about the city with them. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, you might be freaking crazy. Jesus.
1: I would glare at them until they stop talking to me.
0: <laughs> and there goes your opportunity to find love. Yeah. They, they write, one of them, I think John Cusack's character writes his phone number down in a book or she writes her phone she's the one that was into fate writes her down in a book and every single time he has a bookstore a, a table sale here in new york city people will have like a table set up outside on the street selling books selling god knows what always checking for this book and it just you know fast forward they get together obviously but it is a trek around new york city even even a little bit san francisco Because she winded up going to San Francisco.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's really funny how they end up finally getting together, too. Because you mentioning the book reminded me of that.
0: I remember. But it means I just get to watch it again. and that's Yeah, I was going to say,
1: do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, go ahead, please. All right. Spoiler. His girlfriend (laughs) buys him the book
0: oh that's right
1: because she's always seeing him look for that book
0: exactly and the girlfriend is bridget moynahan this one has a good cast also so you have john kate beckinsale plays the love interest jeremy piven bridget moynahan as john cusack's girlfriend eugene levy oh yeah he plays the cashier at the department store giving them a hard time from sex in the city
1: which Mernush
0: one? I M D is not hooking. He winds up being John Corbett of Kate Beckinsale. He plays like okay. a flute or something like that. His name is Lars.
1: Yes.
0: This is a good movie, and and as you said, it's like another nod to. I didn't
1: even New think year. about this movie at all. If you have time, but to I do hookin'.
0: love it. It is. Again, I've I like I've said it before. I love the idea of falling in love. Fate. Yeah. Also.
1: And it goes back to that happenstance, like, they couldn't, like, if a series of things hadn't happened, whether you call it happenstance Mm -hmm. or serendipity or whatever, they would have never, like, found each other to begin with and then re-found each other later.
0: I do believe, like, in general that we are given, we are given choices, we know that. Lead to so to so many different things. There's so many different outcomes, so many different alternate universes. And I love to talk alternate universes because it blows my mind. Oh, one one of these days we're gonna talk about Harry Potter or Hermione Granger and the Time Turner.
1: Yeah, I just realized I missed a movie.
0: Ooh, do tell. Let's go. Let's go talk about it.
1: Because I think oh, because you one of yours was one of mine, right? Is that how we got out of whack? You've got
0: mail. Yes, we shared. Okay, that. and that it was each of our number twos
1: all right yeah and i skipped over the one so watch serendipity and i I went to the ice cream shop serendipity because of this movie
0: everyone there is called serendipity and there is a set or there was i don't know if it's still around serendipity restaurant cafe whatever yeah in new york city
1: yeah so they have like all different kinds of ice creams it's like an old-fashioned kind of ice cream shop. I really
0: feel like I've been there with you. Do they have tea too? Maybe. Maybe I just got the hot chocolate. It was a cold day. It
1: was a cold day.
0: Ooh, okay. You know what? You know what?
1: We've been around places together.
0: We have been around way too many a places. Facts.
1: Didn't Uh-oh. we find one drunken night? Didn't we find the the coffee shop from You've Got Mail? Like we happened upon it.
0: Wait the copy the way I'm sorry the
1: coffee the shop coffee
0: shop for you've got mail or because they've been to Starbucks they were in Starbucks they were but do you mean like the restaurant that he was supposed to meet her and he pretended that he was Starbucks yes. and not I think I th- you're absolutely right because I, I think we, think we, we might were looking, have had yeah. dinner there or we just walked in and then walked out
1: I think we walked in and walked out because I think we ended up going to a diner. But I think I we I remember us being like, oh my gosh, this sign says that this is where you've got mail was filmed.
0: I remember like going in feeling like, oh, this is a tight space.
1: We were dropped as so... usual. <laughs> That's why we only have like half a memory between the two. Of us.
0: Exactly, exactly. My most fondest memories of us is on the train.
1: You, I. I see, I do remember us being on the train a lot and you falling asleep on my shoulder and somehow yes. always managing to wake up right before your stop. Yes. Which I was always impressed by. <laughs> if Serendipity is <laughs> still around, I would definitely recommend people check it out.
0: And maybe one day we should.
1: Yeah, I would go back in. Yeah, so I accidentally skipped over one because my other one was the 2009 The Proposal. With Sander Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Look at
0: that. I looked at it and I glossed it over. I was like, it was good, but not good enough to my list. But it was a really good, with, with Betty White.
1: R.I.P. Betty White. Yeah. So it's one of those, it's not one of those movies that I would actively. I'm like, oh, I need to go watch The Proposal. But it's always on TV and I'll always be like, oh, The Proposal's on. Let me put that on. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's great background noise. Yeah, it was on the other day. I don't remember where I was—if I was here at home or at my mom or at my sister's—but it was
1: on. Yeah. So, in case somebody hasn't seen it, it's the it's Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and Betty White, which and Betty White and a bunch of other people. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, there's a ton of people that are in it. That are. Let me see. Uh, Mary Steenberg- Virgin. Ah, yeah. Um, Craig T. Nelson, he's Ryan Reynolds' oh, dad. I,
0: I do not remember. <laughs> he
1: was 18. the whole one that he was beefing with. So anyway, the premise of the movie is Sandra Bullock plays a pushy boss who forces her young assistant Ryan Reynolds into marrying her in order to keep her visa status in the U.S. and avoid deportation to Canada. So
0: as oh, part of, of this.
1: yeah, I know. As they part make of it this, sound like
0: it's a horrible thing. I swear.
1: I know I would go to Canada. It's a great place.
0: Yeah,
1: like Toronto is fantastic city, Um, but yeah, they call it Little New York because they have like a whole Broadway type scene and everything there. Oh, nice. Um, So yeah, so as part of this ruse, they go off to visit Ryan Reynolds' family, who live in Alaska, and pretend like they're engaged. And Betty White plays his grandmother, and she's hilarious.
0: Love her in anything.
1: And just looking it's at the just, pictures. Yeah. so it's kind of like an enemies to lovers type of thing but it's a very funny movie there's a lot of funny scenes
0: it is i'm just ha- i'm just looking at her going down the ladder to get on the boat
1: yeah she is so awkward in this movie
0: she is and she plays it so yeah. well i
1: just That's saw the scene stuff. where they fell into each other naked by mistake i
0: i, I gotta watch that Again, I gotta watch a lines.
1: All you gotta do is turn up. the TV on. It will be on some channel because it's always
0: <laughs> apparently it was on this weekend wherever the heck I was.
1: So yeah, so that's my last one. So do you wanna talk about honorable mentions or how um rom coms have changed over the years?
0: I think that I will just give two honorable mentions, even though okay. oh, I, I might as well. Two weeks notice is another Sandra Bullock with Hugh that's
1: Grant. a great one. I that forgot on one. that one.
0: That is a great one. You see, I had two serendipity. My number three, everyone, was Bridget Jones's Diary. But as I already mentioned it during the Fave Holiday podcast, I left it out.
1: Go watch that or not watch it. Go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet. We talk about our top five favorite holiday movies. There's some good ones in there. And many of those are rom-coms.
0: Yeah, Yes. After that, I couldn't figure out what would be my number four, my number five. So I have two weeks notice, the holiday, which was also mentioned.
1: Uh-huh. That was on mine. Okay. That for was your the... list.
0: Yeah. As good as it gets.
1: Oh.
0: Something's got to give.
1: Yeah. So there it's funny because I was kind of like looking up like um, what they would consider like rom-coms in each of the decades and Diane Keaton was a big one in the 70s.
0: Was brought back for this. This was actually as something's gotta give, I want to say as good as it gets, but something's gotta give really funny. That one like I would actually laugh out loud laugh. How about you, Heather? For your honorable mentions.
1: I could go on and on because I was going through I really enjoy 27 dresses. (laughs) Have you seen that? No. That's what with with Catherine, Catherine Eagle. Yeah, and um, James Marson. It's just like a fun, cute movie. She's like always a bridesmaid, like sh- that's why she has twenty-seven dresses, and he's a journalist who kind of like goes undercover to do a story about her and stuff. But Ooh. so it's like a cute movie. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's a good that was one. a good one. One of a new one is Crazy Rich Asians.
0: Yes. That's that a was, good one too. Yeah, that was a good
1: one. But
0: I comedy? Do you think it's a comedy?
1: Yeah, I think it would be considered a rom com. Because okay. okay. there's some funny things I found when I was going through stuff. There were a lot of great kind of inspired by classics that I thought were really fun, like Clueless and any kind of Emma related.
0: Love Clueless
1: movie. So any kind of remake of of Emma is like a good kind of like rom com, and then taming of the shrew 10 things i hate
0: about you oh 10 things i hate about you was good
1: yeah that was a good well, one
0: see, what's interesting about that is that i don't necessarily think that i would have put that under you see this is where things get interesting you have you could just lump them all under rom-coms or you mm-hmm. can divide them because for me that's a team com as well
1: yeah. as playlist, just
0: that's because true. Of the setting however i have never been kissed but knowing that the adults is about the adults
1: yeah, the main issues kidding. are the adults. Yeah, because you have like the like the Duff is another team rom com. Like the was to all the boys point? I've loved before. Yes, I love
0: to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah, I thought that was good.
1: Yeah, but I really to, like that one. To go back to like the kind of inspired by classics. Did you ever watch Easy A? No, no. that's like um inspired by the Scarlet Letter.
0: Oh, I love The Scarlet Letter.
1: That has, like, um... Let's
0: talk about Nathaniel Hawthorne.
1: <laughs> Emma Stone is in it. She plays a high school student.
0: I know. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly which movie you're talking about. I've just never seen it.
1: Oh, uh, you should watch it. So, yeah, so there's... You could put a lot of these in different categories. Um, Some more classic ones that I was, like, going back and forth about was... um. Like going back to the 80s, all like 16 Candles and all the Molly Ringwald movies. See, I don't
0: know. This is really interesting. You see, this is when I feel like we need to like delve into what is considered rom-com. Yeah.
1: It's so. Because there were
0: moments that were funny. Yeah. There were actually well, a lot of moments that were funny. What am I mm. talking about? Because, you know, I'm already thinking about one specific character, but he is that yeah. the only character that made me laugh. You have the brother. No, not the brother. You have, what's his face? Hall, yeah, whatever. Hall.
1: The yeah, he's not a brother. He's just like the the nerdy. Has not a even crush sidekick. on Molly yeah.
0: Ringwald, and a ton of stuff happens because of him.
1: Yeah, so there's it's it's hard because some of these movies could definitely go into different categories. Like I saw when I was looking at movies from the fifties, they had Singing in the Rain, and. I was like, oh, yeah, that would definitely be, like, a rom-com, but I think of it as a musical. So it's a musical musical Mm rom-com. And then there was, oh, like, some of the, like, classic ones that I used to love to watch, going back to, like, Audrey Hepburn, Roman Holiday, and Sabrina. And then they did that remake of Sabrina.
0: With Harrison Ford.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's not as good.
0: That's all I remember.
1: Coming to America. <gasps> oh say can you see I'm coming to America
0: <laughs> Woo! yes that is a great freaking film for anyone yeah. out there you have to see America with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio that is a
1: great rom-com alright any final, final ones you want to mention
0: um, watch me and then wake up and say oh I should have said this
1: there's a lot so everybody go on Instagram and let us know what your favorite rom-coms are. Yes, and if there's any, in. yeah.
0: Gabin podcast.
1: Gabin podcast. Um, and yeah, let us know if there's any that we mentioned that are your favorites or even if there's any, hate. which ones, which ones do you love? Which ones do you hate?
0: Dare you love serendipity?
1: <laughs> that would be very strange if somebody hated serendipity okay well thanks for listening to Gavin Gabbin. see y'all next time
0: Deuces. we're Gavin uh, uh, we're Gavin we're gavin uh, uh, we're gavin we're gavin uh, uh, we're gavin